Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. I'm Courtney. How are you? I am okay. I am um, I'm very tired, but it's because I had a very productive day yesterday Yay. on my day off. Um, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but no, it was. It was really great. We went and... Um, we shot Jacqueline's tiny desk video and um, it was so fun. I mean, it always is. It's great working with both Caitlin and Jacqueline. So like anytime is always a fun time, but it was really great. So both of my artists of films are their tiny desk submissions now, Yay. They them, but they're doing, they're doing next week. So okay, we got time. And, um, and then we rented out a studio at open jar. I don't know if you're familiar with like New York studios. Nope. That's one of the ones like in the middle. That's like it's like open jar Ripley Greer and there's like one more there. Oh, I know Ripley there. I know Ripley. Oh, I've been to Ripley and I've been to Pearl. I don't know. Open jar is kind of like the other alternative that people use a lot. Okay, and it comes out being a little bit cheaper. It's where we filmed our uh, table reading for unseen. Okay, we rented out a studio for a few hours and we just like knocked out auditions. I learned I am so good with lights now. I'm adding it to my resume. Um, I also am great at camera work. If you don't listen to me, breathe deeply when I focus, because I was like, I had to do a 360, like camera shot of, uh, Noelle for one of her auditions. And I was like, the whole time, because I was just like, so focused. It's <laughs> just like, let's use the one where you don't sound like you're like having a hyper hyperventilating while you're doing it. Fair, but fair. But otherwise, if you don't listen to me breathe, I'm great at filming. We filmed all of it. I found all the right angle. It was very fun, very productive, and I got a lot of stuff submitted for auditions yesterday. So I'm uh, feeling like I've made progress. And uh, but also I'm exhausted. So it's fine. It's fine. All's well. Yeah. How are you? I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm interesting. Just like you're interesting. Yes. Well, listen. I have twelve. <laughs> I have twelve days till before my musical. So like, I'm not going to be good minimum for the next fourteen days. Like that's just a. That's just where we're at in life. Fair. Um. But my my story that I want to share is just about how sometimes life is just chef's kiss, right? Love that. So you don't even know the story. It's beautiful. I- don't I I'm ready um so on Sundays I usually go over to Dan's and I have dinner with him and Doug and then his brother comes over and they have like boys night tv night I'm not like uninvited from the boys night tv night part but they're watching the last of us which I did not start watching with them Therefore, I cannot continue watching with them. Right. And, and the show, come, it's, like, live on Sundays. So yeah. they, like, actually watch it when it's on. But sometimes David will come over early and they will watch something else first. And they were going to watch Mandalorian before mm-hmm. they watched it. But um, David misunderstood a message from Doug and then I had to have a lecture to all three of them about how communication works. It was very funny. Oh, good. Um, That's important though. Yeah. 
So David misunderstood a message from Doug and watched it without Dan and Doug. Ooh! So Dan and Doug are gonna have Dan and Doug are gonna have to watch it on their own. Also, I have never watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian, so I, I wasn't most of the first one. So I wasn't about to watch this with them. And usually, what happens is that when they're having boys' night TV night, I lock myself in Dan's room and watch Stargate and Bates while they're watching The Last of Us. Wow. And we just all do our TV, and it's great. And then we hang out when we're not watching TV. Um, but Doug goes, well, since we can't watch Mandalorian, I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. He's like, since we can't watch Mandalorian, why don't we watch a Stargate before we watch, um, uh, uh, Last of Us. And I was like, I don't really want to waste time watching a Stargate that I don't have to already watch. But like, I was like, what episode are you guys on? Because David's watching it for the first time. And um, he goes, he goes, I don't know. Eventually, you guys watching it every week are, are going to catch up to us because we watch it so sporadically. Well, and I was like, well, yeah. And I, he was like, but we're on, I think, the s- first episode of the second disc of season three. I go, oh, my God, that's the one I watched last week. And David goes, wait, but we're talking about the Blu-ray and the Blu-ray and DVD discs aren't the same. So I said, what is the first episode on the second disc of season three? And Doug was like, hold on, I don't remember. He was like, I think it's Dead Man Switch, but I'm not 100% sure. I go, Douglas. So he pulls the disc out and he is like, yeah, it is. It's Dead Man Switch. I go, shut up. That's the episode I have to go watch in my room right now. <laughs> and, and. It's kind of a good replacement for not watching The Mandalorian. Right. Like, if you're going to not watch The Mandalorian, yeah, it's a replacement. Yeah. So Doug was like, wait, are you serious? I go, yeah, season three, episode seven. That's exactly where I'm at right now. And he was like, stop. And he goes, we're not going to pause it. Are you going to be able to take notes while we're <laughs> watching it? We don't pause it. I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be great. I My notes will probably just be a little more abbreviated than they usually are in terms of like how me writing full words because I just more and he was like okay so Dan was on his uh couch and David and Doug were on their couch and I was like uh I was sitting on the couch with David and so David was like Doug where are you gonna sit and I was like no no no, it's fine you sit on the couch I will sit at the the desk chair at the kitchen table so that I can write notes while we're doing this and it's great and we all four watched Stargate together to take my notes and it was great. I was with my boys watching my Stargate, and it was so funny. He was like, "How did that work out? That that was the episode that you needed to watch." Ah, uh, I love that serendipity. Love that. Yes. So, uh, we told you the name of the episode, but before we really get into it, do you have some uh, some inspiration for us today? Boy, do I! boy do I let's see (sighs) look at yourself in the mirror every day and tell yourself you are beautiful until you believe it look into your eyes and don't give up and this quote is from Aaliyah O'Brien who spoiler alert is who we're going to be talking about as the guest star for Bates Motel in the next episode 
Interesting. Well, come back if you want to hear more about Leah O'Brien, who has very magical quotes. Interesting. I'm trying to think of who that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stay tuned. I'm, I'll tell you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in not in Bates Motel, in Stargate, we're talking about Stargate SG1, season three, episode seven, Dead Man Switch. It was rated 7.7 stars, which is, I think, I think fair. Like, I enjoyed the episode. It was funny in a lot of places. Like, I, I think all of us laughed out loud many times. Yeah. But it wasn't by any means an impressive episode. Um, it came out on August 6th, 1999. Um, the number one movie, I'm sorry, the number one song was Genie in a Bottle, again. As it should be for the rest of all time. And the number one book was still Hannibal. Mm -hmm. The number one movie is interesting because it was the day the movie came out. So for it to be number one that day is impressive. Yeah. Um, But it's because the movie that premiered that day that was the number one movie of the day was The Sixth Sense. Oh, well, I knew that. <laughs> so, like, of course. Valid. Have we valid. done that one for. We, we haven't. We talk about M. Night Shyamalan a lot. But we, we should never... do for not we covering should... The Sixth Sense. Right. I don't. Who are we? We'll come back to that one. Don't worry. Um, another movie that premiered that day um, was The Iron Giant. Those are very different films. I remember very different movies. <laughs> yes. um, I did not watch The Sixth Sense when it came out because so, it was it was very much advertised as a like thriller, and yeah. seven year old me was not about that life. Um, so I did watch The Iron Giant in 1999. I don't mm-hmm. think I watched The Sixth Sense until 2009. Um, I actually didn't watch The Sixth Sense until like. 2020 but i read the book when the movie came out as a child i remember early early courtney read the book around the same I, time i was reading like phantom of the opera and i know what you did last summer and not watching yeah. that also i read that so. i know i watched the sixth sense with my uncle at my grandma's house and i can't remember if it was Right, the Thanksgiving before my papa died, or if it was when I was living there after my papa died. So it was either in 2009 or 2010, but like a solid 10 years after it came out. Right, right. So 17 year old me could handle it a little bit better than seven year old me. 27 year old me also handled it very well. That's fantastic. Um, Another thing that happened that day, because, and let me tell you, I had to fucking dig because <laughs> I could not find anything like I looked at the New York Times the Wall Street Journal every like flashback website on the internet I looked at movie premieres and Broadway premieres I looked at fucking everything to try to find anything that happened on this day and apparently that was a very boring Friday because like it was just not a thing 
Because the everyone was watching The Sixth Sense. Right. Probably. Because the only thing that happened was that a nuclear waste plant in Nevada was ruled um, as safe. And it was the beginning of nuclear as a waste option in the United States. Well, that's nice, though. So, like, that's a pretty significant thing. Right. But, like, yeah. the actual event was not that significant in and of right, itself. Right. And I could not find... I had to dig for that fact. I was like... Cool. Love that. Love that. Um, especially because I really had nothing else to talk about since um, it was directed by Martin Wood, written by Robert C. Cooper, and edited by Alan Lee. So, like, right. Yes. Um, the guest star is also someone you don't really have to talk about. Um, <clears throat> except for that you probably have no idea who he is. I recognize his face and it drove me insane, but I was like, I'm okay. not going to look it up because Mary okay. Kate's going to tell me. Um, so the guest star who played Eris um, is a man named Sam J. Jones, who is very, very, very famous for one thing. And that is because he is Flash Gordon in the cult classic film, Flash Gordon. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have not seen Flash Gordon cult classic film, but... I would probably know him because of that. <laughs> right, exactly. Like even people who don't like I would I was trying to figure I was trying to figure out like uh Doug was like I don't remember which episode that was. I go, does it help you if I tell you it's the one with Flash Gordon? He goes <laughs> vaguely. I go and he plays a bounty hunter. He goes, "Oh, okay. Yes, then I do know that one." But it's like um but yeah, I mean like he's known for Flash Gordon, Ted, Jane in the Lost City and the Code Red. Um but really like in Ted he plays himself as a cameo to the fact that he was Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um but like in in Ted it's a like cameo cameo because he's flash gordon like flash gordon is kind of a thing um and it's one of those things where even if you've never seen flash gordon you've heard the name flash gordon everybody yeah knows that so like it's kind of a big deal in terms of guest stars yeah i've literally never seen him in anything other than ted but i definitely knew who he was when i saw him um, some fun facts about him. He before he was an actor, he was a marine. Which is, is interesting because, you know, the show's about the Marines. Right. Um, um and also, this is my favorite fun fact. He's the CEO of an international security company because why not? Sure, sure, I guess no better person. <laughs> right. Or he was a marine. Like he was a marine, and he was Flash Gordon. So he's obviously the number one pick for international security. I mean, he's who I would pick. I would pick him. Um. So that is that is the episode. Well, it's not. That is the entire episode is ended now. I mean, to be fair, a lot of things happened in this episode, but a plot wasn't really one of them. No, it was very much like. So you haven't watched The Mandalorian, but you've seen like like was it Boba Fett was a bot bounty? Hunter? Correct, Boba Fett. Correct. Um, well, here's and here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about Bo- um Doug's least favorite thing about the enti- in the entire world is the fact that half of the plot of The Mandal- Mandalorian actually took place in Boba Fett. Like he was like, why? Why they're not? 
because then it got even worse for him because when we went after David left, the boys decided that they would then watch Mandalorian. And I tried to stay awake, but I, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm done. I can't, I can't be a part of this, but they're watching the like previously on. And I go, wait a second. I saw that scene. And Doug goes, yeah, because it's not even from the Mandalorian. It's a scene from Boba Fett. Why is it in the previously on the Mandalorian? So I've only seen the like first three fourths of Mandalorian, and I haven't seen Boba Fett. And I'm unfamiliar. I'm I've watched Star Wars, but I'm unfamiliar. Like if you're like, oh, everyone knows this random character in there, I'm like, I don't. But um, I mean, I know like Darth Vader and like Luke Skywalker and whatnot. But uh, yeah. So I literally watching this episode, I was like, so are we like watching the like the alternative to the Mandalorian? So it's funny that you were talking about that yeah so um it is it is an interesting episode um we start with the team walking through a forest and tilk said that a gold had shut down the uav but there's no sign of a civilization which is very confusing to everyone else (laughs) um but then they find the uav and it was in fact shot by a staff weapon but then, surprise, they're trapped in a forest field. Because why not? Um, and this guy shows up, and he says his name is Eris Bach. Botch? Boch? I don't know. I know it's how it's spelled, but I, it's B-O-C-H, but I don't know. I Bach. Yeah, I don't remember him saying it. Like, I know he said it, but I don't remember him saying it, so I don't remember how to pronounce it. But Eris shows up because his name is, that that's his name, and that their weapons are not going to work inside of the force field, but his weapons will shoot through the force field, and he just shoots, like, this close to Teal'c's face, and Teal'c does not flinch. No, no. Even a little bit. He has, like, no... <laughs> concept of immediate reaction he's just like this i know for a fact is not going to injure me it's fine yeah and they're like who are you and he's like oh you know i know who you are and then he says all of their names except for he calls sam a captain and i was like rude i <laughs> don't know who they are all right you missed the promotion buddy mm-hmm. um and then that is the credits so you know confusing oh now watching the mandalorian right um i did not know we were watching the mandalorian until after the credits when we got more details but yes correct yeah um so Ares is a bounty hunter and he tells them to drop their weapons um and that they he has disabled the gate so even if they tried to defeat him they wouldn't be able to leave so better not waste your energy trying to fight and he walks them down into the middle of like a field and then like a doorway just appears <clears throat> and they go inside the door and it's like a fancy ass looking building that is in fact a spaceship. Yes. I literally was like at this point I was like I feel like I'm having to get all of my like stars separated. We have the Star Wars idea that we're taking from the Boba Fett that we're putting into Stargate not star trek so i was just like separating all the stars worlds in my head not that i know any of them which probably made it wrong when i actually did separate it in my head but 
<laughs> that was my approach when I started it. Beautiful. <clears throat> but um, so he locks them up and makes them prisoners. And um, Sam is like, here's the thing. That guy, not a gold. And Jack's like, cool. What? what a- <laughs> Great. So he's a different asshole. Like, I don't, I don't know. We're already prisoners. What do you... I also want you to know you are really good at saying gold. Thanks. You do a great job of it. You're welcome. Thanks. I've been practicing for 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> um, it's honestly, the reason I'm so good at saying it is because I, ha- I say it correctly every single time I write it because otherwise I won't put the vowels in the correct <laughs> order. So when I'm yeah. writing it down, I literally go, go wild. <laughs> like so that I have the O-A-U in the correct order. Yes. I um, um, don't do that. I spell it correctly, <laughs> but I think I think it differently every time I think of it. So, Well, that's just because you're some days you're Jack and some days you're Daniel and some days you're Kev- uh, General Hammond. Because Absolutely. they for sure all say it differently. <laughs> Yes, yes. I like to change up my my days. Yeah. Um, and Jack's like, cool, we're gonna steal the ship. And he's like, it's how just a matter of fact about it. Yeah. And he's like, how fast does the ship go? And Teal was like, Well, twice the speed of light. And he's like, Great, we'll take it home. And Sam goes, <clears throat> sorry to be the, the bearer of bad news here, my dude. But even at that speed. That's 10 years right? before we go home, get home. And Jack's dumbass just goes, well, I should have let the dog out. <laughs> I felt like the whole time, like, now that you say sometimes I'm Jack, sometimes Daniel Jackson, and sometimes yeah. uh, Captain Hammond. Literally this entire episode, I was like, the, like, quips and, like, so just not caring and just, like, reacting to things that should be more important. Um as not important is how I feel so hard today and how I felt for the past like four days. And I was like, yeah, I've never felt more like Jack. Never. Right. No. And he just, just like, was like, I got, he, he was like too damn old for this shit. Yeah. Basically like that was his attitude. Felt towards that. Everything. Felt that. Towards absolutely everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, the hunter comes back, the bunny hunter comes back on the ship, um, and he's injured. And he's like, I could what, just- what did you say? He's injured. Oh, you said bounty hunter. Oh, yes, the bounty hunter. You said hunter. it so quickly, it sounded like mind hunter. And I was like, those are not the same thing. No, they're they're not. Jonathan Groff was not in Stargate. I am so sorry for all of my outtakes for today, but uh wonderful. Um but so Eris is injured and he's like, I could kill you, but I need you, so I won't. Right. And then he's like, Dr. Jackson, I need you to clean my wound. And Dr. Daniel's like, I'm an archaeologist. And he goes, Yes, I know, but you're also a doctor. He goes, Of archaeology. <laughs> no, I-, I lost my mind. I just wrote down of archaeology. <laughs> No, mind you, I'm watching this with Doug, who has seen every episode of the show like 50 times. Right. Um, Dan, who is Daniel Jackson, 
Right. And David, who has never seen the show, but his sense of humor is even darker and drier than the other three of us, which is saying something. I feel like me and David would get along. Oh, you and David would get along so well. <laughs> you, and David, you and David would get along so well, except that David does not drink or swear. Mm, I, um, I'd be okay with that. Does he drink coffee? I don't actually know. I don't know if I've ever seen him drink coffee. That's a very, very important question to ask because, okay. like, I don't have to drink alcohol with people, but I do have to drink coffee with people. Like, that's that's valid. I mean, that's valid. Um, that would make I, or break our friendship. I swore in front of David for the first time yesterday, and I felt Dan just like Ooh. for the first time. I'm have you so spoken careful. in front of him before? I'm so careful in front of his family. I do not swear in front of Dan's family at all. But I was talking about Edward Norton, and I just go because I fucking hate that guy <laughs> and i just i just felt dan just like bug eye so david did not even funny. react he just was like well yeah i mean that character is really and like and like i was like oh thank god because i didn't even notice it until i saw dan like react and then i was like react. and then i just go oh my god i never sworn in front of david before. i did warn david that if he were to listen to my podcast he would have to be prepared for that um but i'd never actually <laughs> um that's so funny but so yeah the 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 jack and daniel quips in this episode were just they were they were um what life is made what dreams are made of correct uh, lizzie mcguire um yeah exactly um and then he's like i and he was like, well, you're a doctor to Sam. And she goes, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, no, but, like, closer than Daniel. So, like, we'll, right. we'll just we'll be closer. <laughs> of all the four of us, I'm the one with the most ability to not fuck this right. up. So, like, I will. Right. Um, and he was like, I'm actually here hunting a gold named Keltar, so you guys are just like a bonus um, because there's also a bounty on you guys um, because, uh, you know, here. And they were like, who, a bounty for who? And he was like, well, Sokar pays at me when I bring him his enemies. So, you know, he's a bounty hunter like working for the most powerful fucked up gold system lord in the right. whole galaxy. It's totally fine. Totally fine, yeah. Totally. Um, um but the best part is that he's like, well, Teal'c is worth a lot because right. he is Nashova. Like he is a traitor. He is kind of a big deal. Uh, Sam is worth a lot because she has the memories of Joel and R in her head and could like dismantle the entire Tok'ra. So like kind of a big deal. Right. Jack, right. not as valuable as those two, <laughs> but pretty valuable because he's a fucking asshole. He knows he's a, he's a pain in the mikta. And he goes, uh, <laughs> okay. neck? And Joe just goes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we uh, have now learned the Guawuld word for ass, and it is mikveh. So, in case, in case uh, you needed to know. In case you need some new terminology. 
Um, and uh, Daniel's like, well, what about me? And he's like, I'm sure they'd give me a day's ration. <laughs> Poor Daniel Jackson. Poor Daniel Jackson. And so he's like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. You guys are going to help me get Keltar and then I'll let you go. And they're like, we really don't want to. And he's like, funny thing is, you really don't have a choice. You're going to have to. Um, so then he tells Daniel and Jack to go with him and leaves Tilk and Sam on the ship. And the boys were confused by this fact. And I immediately was like, because he just said they're the two more valuable ones. And if this screw gets screwed up, he still has something to sell to Sokar. Well, how did you guys right. miss that? Right. I don't, yeah, I don't. I was like, that was obvious. Yeah. Um, and like, sure, Jack probably wouldn't immediately think that that way. But like, n- no, I'm saying yeah. the boys I was with seemed to miss that fact. Oh. And I was like, you guys are too smart to have like not put those pieces together. Yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, you're not meticulously writing down every word that they're saying in the screen while you're watching, but like, like figure it out. Right. Like, that one's not a hard one to remember. Correct. Um, so then they're walking through the woods. They're talking about what they're going to do. And the plan is for Jack and Daniel to surrender themselves to the gold. Um, and surprise him and shoot him with the Zat gun so that Eris can kidnap him. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, there's only one, one major flaw in this plan. And Eris is like, what? He's like, I don't fucking have a Zat gun. Right. He's like, what do you say? We're, uh, we're one Zat gun short of a Zat gun. Asleep. Yeah. Um... But I also loved, um, one of my favorite things was the fact that um, the, was it, when they were like, he called it a Zatnikatel, he like used the full word and he's like a Zatnikatel and Daniel, or, and Jack's like a Zat gun. He's like, oh, well, I guess that is shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because then later <laughs> he had a whole other one. Um, I'm trying to use really long words and Jack is not having it. No. Um, so he gives Jack the Zat gun and Eris gives it to him and then he just shoots Eris and walks <laughs> And he's like, we're going to steal that chip. Look, it's not like the worst plan. It's right. not a good plan, but it's not the worst plan. And then this is, um, well, and then when they're walking and talking about their plan, um, the when they first said that they were going to fly, it was going to take 10 years, uh, Dan was like, why don't they just fly to the closest planet that has a gate and go home? And I was like, they might, they don't necessarily know where all the planets are. They like, they don't know what they're doing. But then they're walking and talking about their plan to steal a ship and... Jack is like, we'll just fly to the closest planet as a gate. <laughs> Dan was like, yes, I called it. I was like, all right, we win that one. Well, you are right up Jack's smart level now, so <laughs> take that as you will, <laughs> Dan. 
Um, so they get back into the ship after a disagreement about how words work and opening magic doors. Um, and they get back into the ship and accidentally set off a self-destruct panel. Because, you know, what what else would you do? Um, and so through the door, with no visual aid, they're trying to get Teal'c to explain to them how the cool, cool spaceships work. And he's like, there's a panel, and if you open it, there's three crystals inside. And Daniel's like, actually, there's only two crystals inside. And Teal'c goes, well, then we're all going to die. <laughs> there's, there is no other option. All right. Great. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, and Eris shows back up at this moment. And uh, Jack tries to shoot him again. And he's like, why on earth would I give you a weapon that could kill me? Like, I don't trust you. You don't trust me. They're like, well, then why did you pretend to get hurt? He goes, because I wanted to see what you guys came up with. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just a matter of fact. Like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then he puts the third crystal back and stops them from dying. Um, Which is great. It's nice yeah. Don't die. And um, he's like, I still need you guys to get this gold for me. The deal is not off. I just trust you less now. Right. And and they're like, yeah, but your plan sucks. And he's like, okay, so then what are you going to do about it? They're like, well, let us get our stuff. So he does. Um, Because, you know, he is not stupid like he's a lot you could say a lot of things about him but like being stupid isn't really one of them right um and he tells them that the gold invaded his planet and tried to make them hosts and for some reason their bodies rejected the blending process and so instead they basically killed everyone or kidnapped them and made them slaves and he says that um his son is a slave in one of the nakota mines and he's basically doing this until he can get enough money to trade for his son right and so he keeps sam as leverage and lets the other three go off to find keltar Mm-hmm. and they're searching for the cave and um tilk explains what tax are again they have a very very long name that is not tax but it was too long and i was not with people who would pause it for me so <laughs> fully fair um and they're basically heat-seeking remote weapons so that they could basically can like make staff shots from multiple places at once Mm -hmm. um they find out for sure that they're heat-seeking by throwing a uh flare at them which is one way to do it one way to do it for sure and they find them and destroy them all and then they find the gold in the cave but it turns out his name is not Keltar, it's Korra, and he is Tokra. Ah, plot twist. Um, so while the boys are dealing with Korra, Sam is talking to Eris about how, like, they can help him get him son, his son, and they'd like to be able to experiment on him 
and find out why he's immune to the like gut wound and um, like just having this whole conversation with him. We flash back to the boys and they're talking to Cora and find out that um, Eris's plan is probably actually to trade all five of them and the ship back to Sokar. Yay. Yay. Who trusts a bounty hunter? No one. Unless their dog, the bunny hunter, I would trust him. Would not. Still would not trust him. He's so, but, like, got such a rough voice. There's no ice in paradise, brah. Jesus Christ. No, please. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> um, Sam is telling Eris that he should learn about the Tok'ra and help use them to help defeat the Go'ul'd. And he's like talking about how all Go'ul'd, no matter what they are, are the same. And like Sam calls him out on his bullshit and asks him for the second time, because I didn't write a note the first time because I didn't think it was important, (laughs) what the blue thing that he is putting in his water is. I also didn't think it was important until the second time. So um, the first time was when he was with just Daniel and Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, back down with Cora, we learned that Eris does not have a wife or son. That was, Liar. That was just a lie. That was just a straight lie. Yes. Um, but he has an addiction to Roshna, which is what the blue stuff that he puts in his water is. And um, basically everyone of his race has an addiction to the substance because it was in the water in their planet. And now in order to keep them as slaves to the gold, to make them, uh, to make up for the fact that they can't be hosts, basically the gold, uh, trade them this Roshna for their services, whether it be I hope mine. That they were just drinking blue Powerade. Like how fun would that be? If they were just like, here, you're addicted to this. They're like, what is it? And they're like, but really, it tastes like blue Powerade. But we're just going to call it this well, other thing. The first, the first time he put it in his drink and they asked him what it was, David goes, it's Mio's. Yeah. And then the second time when he put it in his drink and uh, he, Sam asked him what it was and he was like, it's water. And she was like, then what's the blue stuff? He was like, flavor. flavor. He was like, see, I told you it was Mio. <laughs> um, Only about 15 years off. 10 just years off. It. Something like that. I don't know. Not 99. Um, no. Um, <laughs> also, you yeah. But you didn't know when you were like, David said it was Mios. I was like, I don't remember them saying Mios. Who's David? And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> yes. Uh, David, real life happening. Yes. The triple D. That's what they call them when David, Doug, and Dan do things together. It's triple D. Love that for them. I just invade the boys space all the time i'm like i'm here now i love it they probably need it. it's probably good for them they they didn't they don't know how to communicate so happens um uh and he so we find out that eris gets the rashna from sokar by like trading both guilty and innocent people and he really doesn't even care he has no value for human life because he has such a terrible terrible addiction which is really like powerful and impactful and true about addiction in general and like so brushed over in this episode shocking we've got another big statement on like humanity right right what What episode did we watch last week 
the learning curve with like changing the culture is about like, like right. yeah yes stargate keeps just being like by the way fuck society right but, but moving on and like not addressing <laughs> it at all <laughs> like just want you to know this is still existing but now we're gonna keep going right um and so then Cora has them drop their weapons because it turns out the Eris is tracking them through their Zach guns because he has some kind of weird knack with a tracking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and when I, I just assume at this point, Nakwada literally is just like a kind of a catch all. It's like, yeah, it's like the universal mode of life, right? It's like how in like um, the Marvel or the DC universe, like anytime there's something that has like crazy powers and you don't know how where it came from there's probably kryptonite in it somewhere like it's just like no matter what it's made out of it's probably that right like nakwada can do everything yes yes i love it um or like oh what's the one vibranium in the marvel universe like everything everything Mm -hmm. just has vibranium in it if Mm -hmm. it if it has weird powers that's probably why yes um so then when Eris figures out that they must be on to him because they uh, dropped their weapons. Oh, and we also find out that the reason he kept Sam, not Teal'c, for his, like, uh, leverage was because Sam would be able to recognize whether Korra was actually Tok'ra or not. Because yes. Jolinar's memories. Um, I assumed, in the whenever it first happened, I assumed he kept Sam over uh, Tilt because she was the one that was the doctor that could heal him. <laughs> so I didn't even valid, like which is a valid assumption. Thing. But um, nope, it turns out it's because Tokra. Um, so Eris just shoots her with Zaka. Yep. Well, yeah. You know, but I, I mean, he does it. only shoot her once, which is nice. I mean, not nice, but like, yeah. I also I would like a solid. Um, like definition of how long you have to go between zap gunshots before it's the second shot yeah. that kills you. Like, right. Because Daniel's definitely been shot more than twice. Oh, oh yeah. But yeah. like, is it like a day? Is it a month? Is it, an is hour? it a year? Is it an hour? Like what is, yeah. what is the time frame on? I can no you longer Google be killed. It. Have you Googled it yet? I have not Googled it yet. I should do that. What's your next homework? Because I'm scared. To I was just like it. hoping that it would be explained. Told at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't it. I think it is 47 minutes. And That's... that is that. As long as you wait 47 minutes, you're not dying. Cool. What if you wait like 46 minutes and 45 seconds? No, death. Immediate death. Fair. Okay. You've got to be really careful. So, like, for safety, probably wait 48. Right, right. Just in case. Cool. Yeah. Um, Jack, or the rest of the team, sees Sam laying down, and they, like, know it's a trap, but Jack can't help himself. And he uh, goes after her. And then Eris just appears in the middle of thin air on the spaceship. Yeah. Like weirdly um and then jack and sam wake up on the ship because sam apparently passed out again but she corroborates the story and recognizes like cora with her memories um 
And Eris shows back up with the other three on the ship and is like, I'm I'm keeping my side of the bargain. You're all free to go except for the gold. And Korra decides to just poison himself rather than be taken into Sokar. Um, Which, like, is so, so noble and so obviously something that Tokoro would do, but, like, also felt very aggressive. Also sucks, yeah. Um, And in the moment when he, like, finds the poison in his mouth, it's the first time that, like, Eris actually recognizes that the Tok'ra aren't like the gold at all. And right. so he's like, well, I already called Sokar and said that I was here. So I got to turn somebody in. And Teal'c volunteers as tribute. And um, lets the others go. Mm-hmm. Uh Eris gives them the missing piece of the DHD and keeps Teal'c on the ship um, so that he can give them to Sokar. Uh, and then Eris and Teal'c are, like, in the ship getting ready to, like, go meet Sokar's ship in orbit. And um, he's like, why would you, like, why would you do that? And Teal'c's like, because I believe in the Tok'ra and the humans and I want them to defeat the Gold. And uh, Eris is like, I just don't believe that they actually stand a chance. But like, I'm basically, he's basically like, I'm doing this because I don't think that there is an alternative, not because I enjoy it or want to do it. I also do have some morals. It's just desperation and fear. Yeah. And then the next thing you know... Um, they blow up the ship and everybody else on land is like really upset because they think Teal's dead. But it um, lasts for about one and a half seconds. Yeah, it lasts a very short time because then um, we see the escape pods land and um, but uh, it was like the fastest turnaround of like, okay, I, I give myself up. It's like you be like snap and it's over like yeah i was like okay Um, that's fine and um and then we uh he basically like is like sokar will think we're dead in the ship explosion no one will know that we're here that'll buy us some time and then he gives sam a vial of the rashna so that she can um study it and attempt to help get his people freedom yeah from their addiction yeah and like this ending just kind of felt sudden it it did did and not like a like climax and like da 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 kind of way it was just like here's the episode we're going along we're going along shit blows up episodes over like yeah yeah it was it really caught me off guard um and you know I was really starting to think it was had to be a two-parter. Right. Because we were, like, getting so close to the end without a resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and there... The idea of this species and the Rashna and that is not necessarily done. But Eris... 
is not going to be in the show ever again. Well, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, But also, he has, there's a canon, like, um, graphic novel that is just called SG-1, Eris Bug. And I have never read it, but it exists. And he's only in one episode? Yep. Wow, that was a really big takeaway. Actually, there's... I don't even know. Um... Um, yeah, but there are three pieces of trivia, and then I think there might be some goofs as well, but... Okay. Um, that is so dumb. Um, I do, I like to do the goofs first, because they're dumb. Um, one says, uh, as a continuity error, and when Samantha Carter and Eris Boch are talking about the difference between the Gawolds and the Tok'ra, Boch's holster switches between his left and right thighs. Sure. Dumb. This is a this is incorrectly regarded as a goof. Hmm. When the cargo ship with Boke and Tilk explodes far off in the sky, the sound makes Jack and Daniel look around and then see the ship explode. There appears to be an inconsistency between the travel of sound and the light. Light should travel faster than sound, so you should he- see and then hear the blast. But upon closer inspection, you hear two separate explosions interspersed by the sight of the ship exploding. It can be surmised that the first explosion sound is the self-destruct device, which is the small explosive device inside the ship, and then which creates a cascade explosion by igniting something such as the ship's fuel supply and creating the full explosion. SG-1 looks around and they hear the first smaller explosion, which has no visible blast from our viewpoint, followed by seeing the ship explode and they hearing the second blast. Okay, interesting. Science. Science. Um, the trivia, though. Um, oh, uh, fun fact, the, the, the graphic novel for Eris Bot came out in 2004. Hmm, okay. Like, this was a really big canon comic taken off of one episode. Yeah, um, there's another one, actually. Um, I'm trying to think what... Because I was looking up something yesterday because I, um, Doug was like, he doesn't come back, does he? And I was like, no. It's just dumb. But uh, he is featured in the, the graphic novel called um, called Aerospoke. And there's another... Oh, he's also in another graphic novel or another um, novelization called Siren Song. Interesting. Um, which was published by Fandemonium, which is a private uh, company in the UK that has done all of the SG-1 novels. Nice. Yeah. And so he got, he was in one episode and got, was featured in another book and got a whole graphic novel based off of his character. Yeah, I mean, it probably didn't hurt that he was Flash Gordon, but like. Right. But also, like, that's a fascinating character. It is. You could do, you could do so much with what happened yeah. before he met the team and with what happens after. Sure. Um, but um, trivia, Sam Jones played Flash Gordon in the 1980 movie of the same name. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> Um, 
This is the first episode to introduce the Teltac, which is better known as a Gawold cargo ship. That's the ship that they were on. Got it. Um, we've seen other ships, but never the cargo ship. Um, and this is the first episode of the series not to have a Stargate in it. <gasps> oh, you're right. That one is a fun fact. As I saved that one for last, because it is. Good job. Also, um, this is a trivia fact that I probably should have talked about a long, long, long time ago, but I didn't remember it until Doug reminded me yesterday. Um, the theme song of Stargate was only put in in syndication. The first. I think said that. Oh, did I say that when we did our season one wrap up? I think so. Okay. Because I didn't remember it. And then Doug said something about the, the Statue of Ra picture. And I was like, I think you're right. I don't know. But it that that lack of theme song was for the first five seasons. That's a long time. That's a long time. Especially because that is the most badass theme song of all time. It's right. by alarm clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um... Speaking of badasses, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's really hard because there's literally only six characters in the whole episode. Yeah. So, so I'm ready. Who would you like to punch? Sokar. Oh, I didn't even consider Sokar. No question. Sokar. Fair. All of this is his fault. So Valid. Very, very valid. Um, I'm going to punch Eris. I mean, because I mean, yeah. he, he comes around, but he's kind of a douche for most of the episode. True. And even when he comes around, he should have just sac- uh, sacrificed himself instead of being like, well, I gotta give somebody else up. Like, Yeah, but then he wouldn't have been able to give Sam the Rashna. Do it fast. <laughs> Who is your MVP? Tilk. Okay. Yeah. They all kind of like we're on the same level for me, I feel like, but yeah, they you know, were pretty himself at the end. And that's true. The really the understood everything that was happening and like, was like, I get it. I see why this has to be this way. And it's very logical. The whole episode. Um, sorry. I just, um, was looking at some of the quotes, uh, because there was some good ones. Um, we talked about a lot of them, but the best one, some of the best ones we didn't talk about uh, were um, when Sam asked Eris how he keeps from getting killed, and he said it takes talent, and Jack just goes, so how do you keep right. from getting killed? <laughs> um, and then when they're trying to remember the name of the type of ship, and Jack just starts shouting B words and then just goes Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, the quotes. I also this- liked at the end, right before it ended, um, they were, uh, Eris told Daniel, he's like, you know, you probably are the most well regarded and want like that they're after because you did figure out how the Stargate works. And Daniel's like, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> I was like, I- yeah. <laughs> um so uh, 
because you picked Teal'c and he really is the real winner here, but um, my MVP is going to be Jack because he was just on fucking top of his game with quotes. Um, especially the fu- the fact that actually the quote at the beginning when Sam was like, sir, he's not gold. And he like was like, what are your, and your point is, he literally just goes, and, so, but, therefore, and just starts like saying fucking conjunctions <laughs> in a row for no reason. I was like, what is happening? Uh, it was wild. Um, yeah. So I will pick Jack because. Great, great I choice. I do not understand. I do not understand. Um, Yeah. But uh Stargate man, what a what a time to be alive. Yeah. Um I w- wanted to say that we're getting to the middle, but like we're not even at the halfway point of the season yet. <laughs> Let's be very real here. It is um this episode of the season has twenty two episodes. Day. I don't I don't know if there's any season that has less than twenty two episodes. It's just another day in Stargate land. Yeah. Oh, season eight only has 20. Oh, Ooh. but that's so like, does, so does season nine. But that's like also when so Atlanta came out, right? That, yes. So we're going to have more than 22. <laughs> just with two episodes, two shows. Correct. Yes. It's a good time. It's a time. It is. I would start singing some Taylor Swift if it wouldn't cost me a million dollars. Facts. Um, you know what else? You know what doesn't cost a million dollars? Those. I tried. I tried. That was yes, great. No, I love it. No, it doesn't cost a million dollars to support us. Um, like, follow, subscribe, interact, do all the things that you would do if you actually cared about artists or your friends or I don't know what do what do people like beg on these on their YouTube and their podcast and their everyone layer like if you like like press that share button or whatever I'm like just somebody fucking talk to me I don't make any money on this podcast no we just Uh, love the podcast and we love you yeah um but you can do all those things that you would do to support us um by emailing us at deathandaliens at gmail.com or following us on all social media at death and aliens. You can follow me personally at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at cecloud13. And tune in on Thursday for the penultimate episode ever. Of the whole series. Base Motel. I'm so excited. And so, like, devastated at the same time. It's fine. It's fine. Shit is getting wild. (sighs) All right. Oh, my God. Bye. Oh, don't cry. (laughs) Bye. Bye.